All right, everybody, we are back another week of good old fashioned medicine. Yes, we are back. We're in this mug. What's going on, Victor? Um, too much. I have been gone. <laughs> I've been on vacation, so I'm trying to get back in the swing thing. And it is crazy to do that. Um, but I'm glad to be back. But I'm also a little sad because I was in Montreal. Yes, let's let's hear about uh Canada and all its all its goodness. Well, um, some of you know I am talking to someone, so I went to go see him. His name is David. Uh, went to go see him and um, had a good time. Um, he just bought a gym, so he was busy, but he was trying to make you know everything work. And at one point, I was like, you know what? Worry about your business. I'm a grown ass man. I can go explore this city all on my own. So went out there, enjoyed myself. Um, and, you know, I got to see the sights and everything. Some things I noticed about Montreal, um, everybody speaks multiple languages. Um, they, it's funny because you can, you'll walk up and say, I'm going to buy this or something. They'll say, um, they'll start saying bonjour and then you can say bonjour or you can say hi and they can be like, oh, well, I can speak through two or three different languages if you need to be. Um, and then um, that was nice. A lot of people smoke there, like cigarettes, but as well, weed is just all over the over there um also every guy had a man bun but that was okay because all the men there were hot like like the mailman the custodians the trash people they were i'm like why are y'all hot that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense um it was nice uh it was also cool again to hang out with um with my boo-ish person david just because it was nice to kind of you know, now, wait a minute. You said boo-ish. So y'all ain't made it official yet. We, we are still, you know, figuring it all out. I mean, this is this is the second time we spent a lot of time together. Um, and, try, you know, I, it's, this is me. Okay, this is mostly me because I feel like I need to make sure that I am ready. And I, I think I am. So we're going to see how this keeps going. Okay, Barbara Mason. <laughs> well, I, I like how things are going, but you know I like to be a little cautious because you know you, you can't be jumping up into things these days. So I'm just saying, but he's he's pretty much in the game. Uh, there it is. It's just I saw him flexing, flexing for the uh, the cameras and the pictures. I'm saying, yeah, okay. well, he's that's that's the business he's in. I mean, he used to do fitness stuff, and before that, he was a, he was a model. <laughs> yeah, and I look through all his past pictures. I'm like, okay, like there's, you know, when you do, he's done stuff for like gay magazines. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, all right. All right. But you know, I'll be very honest. It is, I, I I'm not completely fit, um, but to, you know, to date somebody who is in that world and, you know, you're just like, oh my goodness, do I need to get into that? But the neat thing is he's like, no, you don't need to, I don't need to be with you know, a person who's like in all that stuff. Like, he's like I like you for who you are, so you don't don't worry about that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you know how the game world is. We get caught up in pickled it. as fuck. Yeah, that we need to look like that. So that that was a challenging piece. But you know, it was nice to know that he's like, no, I like who you are. You know, you follow people that are who you are. Plus, he said, I'm, he said I'm fifty, so I ain't got time to play these games anymore. I know that's right. 
And then that was funny because my mom was like, um, this man is 50? I was like, yes, he's 50. Hmm. Well, I'm surprised because you know how white people look. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that works. Right older, but he's a hard worker, though. So he was, he's interesting because he, he has like, he lives his life like, like timed out. I guess you will have to if you own a business, like how you have to make sure you do things or whatever. But I'm like, okay. So it was, you know, I'm there for vacation. He's like, I'm here for you. But at the same time, I just opened up this business and this gym. So I got to make all this stuff work. But no, it was good. It was good to see him. Um, we we're talking about the next visit where he's coming back here. So he'll be a little more relaxed. And like, you won't have to be running nothing. Like, well, you'll be running something, but you'll be running the business per se. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, it was good. It was a good, fun visit. But you know what? I love about me. <laughs> Let's talk about you and the Wiz this past weekend. Right. You know, I was easing on down the road with my black ass last weekend. Um, so the Wiz opened Thursday. Uh, to a sm- it was a smaller crowd. Um, but Friday and Saturday were huge. Saturday was our biggest crowd. We were about um about 700 people for Saturday. And when I tell y'all, they was hooting and hollering. They was here for a show. So, you know, us being us, we gave them a little show. Um, Y'all, like, I put a, a link uh, to one of the, the news outlets here that um did a little story for... um. Are Dorothy and the Scarecrow, and when I tell y'all, they were good. They they're so good. They're so talented. And a lot of them we did uh, Dream Girls with last year or last winter. So I already know that they can sing and they good actors. Um, now Friday, it was uh it rained. We were midway through the first act, and I was uh coming. We were doing the when Dorothy meets the crow. I mean, meets the the scarecrow for the first time. The wind picked up, honey, and I noticed folks leaving. I was like, okay, so some some about to come down. And after we got finished doing a dance sequence and whatnot, and I was changing backstage for the Emerald City uh, Vogue sequence, it start it poured. It started raining like crazy, and I was like, you know what? We're just gonna cancel it. I'm like, well, there goes one performance I don't need to do. Uh, but it was fun. You know, you have to do worry about the, those things sometimes when you do outdoor theater. And if you have a chance to do outdoor theater, I highly suggest it. Uh, we start another, since this is going to drop Thursday, we start another round of performances tomorrow. So Sunday will be our last rehearse, or our last uh, performance before this all wraps up, and I'll try to uh, periscope some performances uh, and let you hear what we working with. Because I'm telling y'all, this group of people are really talented. All right, that's good to know because you know the, the Wiz is no joke, and it's a lot of work. I remember. When we did the Wiz back in college, it was a lot of work. But the highlight for me was just being the Wiz. That was the, just singing that Wiz song. Mm-hmm. It was all the thing. I don't know why I was so all into that. It was like I 
it was so dramatic. It was like we had a wind machine and we were wearing black sheets. And, you know, the wind, you know, some of us got too dramatic and was acting like we were Diana Ross with the, all that, all those sheets. <laughs> but yeah, it is. The, the Wiz is whimsical. So you have to be a certain level of, you have to have a flair for the dramatics. And when I tell you these motherfucking, uh, quick changes. So after the tornado, I'm a munchkin. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm getting, I'm running out of a full cat suit that covers my head to a three piece outfit. And like maybe I got 30, 35 seconds to get into it. Honey, these quick changes ain't no joke. And then after that, I have a costume for the crows where I have to put on wings. And that's probably about 45 seconds right there. I'm telling you, this theater ain't no joke. Theater is not for the sensitive or the meek or the foolish. That's right. You better use some Tony words. But yeah, <laughs> I I agree. But it's so thrilling, though. It's so fun. Because it's like, it's just everybody's in that mode. Everybody's like, you know, it's just so thrilling. Right. So I hope y'all ever. And everybody's feeding. Everybody's feeding off each other's energy. And if the crowd is engaged and is responding to you, then that is, is so much better. Yeah. I always like to be I like being in the chorus. Like I always like to be, you know, that was always fun too, because you feeding off the crowd too and how dramatic y'all may sing the song or whatever you're doing. Um, it's always fun to do. And so, you know, if y'all have not ever been in theater or, or whatever, hopefully you get that chance to do your local theater or your church theater. <laughs> your church mm-hmm. theater. But, you know, do what y'all need to do or just go see stuff because it is amazing and uh, speaking of the Wiz, I got to see the revival of the Wiz when Ashanti played Dorothy, and it was pretty good. It was uh, a good thing, I think. Um, who played Dorothy? Ashanti. Oh, well, well everybody Bell. needs work. Orlando <laughs> <laughs> um, Elisa from um, the Different World was was Anna Pearl. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name from Everybody Hates Chris? She was the Wicked Witch. Oh, um. Oh gosh, what is her name? I know who you're talking about. Uh, Keisha Arnold. She was um, the Wicked Witch. I was like that. She gave us so much life. So it was a good. I'm telling y'all, the Wiz is amazing. The Wiz is always fun to watch. Whoever does it, it is. It, it is. Um, and yeah, like you said, support your uh, local community theater because this shit ain't easy. No. Even your cousin's theater. So if he's going to do it in his backyard, y'all need to go in Right. I don't, I've seen so many of these. I don't want, they're not ghetto, but sometimes they call them ghetto. They call like the, the ghetto play. You know, they, they, they try to talk about, you know, life in the streets and everything. So I'm like, okay. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm supportive. I'm going to be right there. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it because so I have family who's done those. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to laughing because I bet they listening like, okay, you know what, bitch? We're trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to quit because they're going to come after me. <laughs> hmm But All let's right. get up into this uh, this tea because I know we got some some juicy stuff to talk about. I guess we need to start with the trash first. <laughs> um that's good stuff too. Let's get into the trash. Let's get into image comics. Image comics. Um, so 
this happened last week, um, but basically um, the comic, The Divided States of Hysteria, um, it has been pretty much controversial since it came out, but it really hit the tilt with this cover they had for issue four. It had a, a Pakistani man um, who was hanging by a noose, um, had a name tag with racial slur on it, and his genitals were mutilated. <laughs> this was the cover, by the way. Um, this came out, and people came for it quick. Like, I mean, they struck this quick. Um, Howard um, Taken, who works on this comic, was surprised, he said, about how people responded to it, and then gave an apology about it, um, but he wanted to show the real life of a hate crime. But again, this, this is not the first time this comic has kind of stepped over, you know, stepped the line or crossed the line. They, you know, have also had issues with, with trans characters in the story being raped, being bitten, beaten. And sometimes I was wondering in the story, like, where, where, where are we going with this? What is the, the point of this? And do we have to go there? But um, this particular issue really caused a problem. And it made a lot of people who are fans of Image Comics, which myself, I'm a fan, um, because of the work they've done with queer creators and storylines and characters, you know, kind of sit back and like, what, you know, ask, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know why they thought that this was a, a good idea because it's already, we're in a climate where this kind of stuff is not going to be glossed over. So you put a, a minority person on a cover like that and such a, it was almost inhumane how they put that person up there. I, I didn't see the cover, and honestly, I don't want to see it, because it, it's just, it was just a mess, and their kind of apology was also, I'm like, you you knew better. Yeah. You knew better. Yeah. Um, and I'll read the statement to y'all, because this is the statement that they did release. It's neither Howard's nor Image intentions to inflict pain on anyone already dealing with intolerance or hostility on a personal level. We all agree that the former bigotry is wrong and the comic exists due to anger and frustration over rapidly escalating injustice in a world filled with people too quick to judge on the basis of their race, religion, and gender association. The purpose of this series is to sound alarms. The Divided States of Hysteria is a comic book about the terrifying future that we're heading for a country for a country if we made on this current path. So, um, and then finish it off, it says, far from the endorsement of horrible violence depicted or the ugly language used by the characters, the goal is to simply um, glimpse, it's a simple glimpse within the society criminal under the weight of ignorance, hatred, and intolerance. So I, I get what they're trying to do. They try to tell a story about what's going on and, and trying to talk about hate. I just think there's different ways they can go about doing it. And I think they need to be more aware because we are in a in a place where now these these things can be triggering. These things can be disrespectful. This can be um, not really moving the story forward. And you can be, the creative thing is to move the story forward in ways to where it catch you off guard, like, oh, this is what you're trying to say. I think about many of the covers. Um, for, I remember in New Mutants, there was a suicide. 
one of the, one of the students killed themselves. Um, but she wouldn't have known that because the cover was the cover of magic. She was on the cover. But the story was about the suicide. There's ways they can always do these things without trying to be so provocative. You know, like if it's a good story, the book is going to sell. We don't need to have provocative covers to push it. You just need to know how to tell a good story and we're there. Exactly. I don't think you need to hit us with these overtly this violent images to prove a point. But, you know, they're going to learn. These folks are going to learn sooner or later in one way or another. They will. Let's see. What else? And more in mass. <laughs> we have... It has happened over the weekend, too. So I don't know her name. But her name I call her Dying Peace. But she had the nerve to tweet this thing about, you know, if black men are eating brunch by themselves, they're gay versus what they're eating with women or something like that. It was something stupid. And she tweeted this out there, and again, Twitter took to her, just like <laughs> a damn, basically she was the worm, and here come a bunch of fun. And um, it came and took her down really quick. But I guess my thing was, why are we still doing this if something is not in the heteronormal world, it's considered queer, gay, weird, wrong, whatever. It's just like... I, I, I guess I didn't understand her point of why she would do that. Was she trying to be funny? Was she trying to get attention? Because you know nowadays, they, people will put themselves in a situation where they're trying to get attention and get dragged in order to get attention. You know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just a dumb tweet. And I just feel like that I'm, I'm tired of, especially Black people, taking the opportunity to always trying to talk about something that's gay or it's not right because it's not something stupid like i don't know i just feel like that as black people we need to stop that because i feel like they perpetuate that stereotype of us being highly homophobic yeah it's so okay so if i'm trying to keep task here umbrellas is gay washing your ass is gay washing your face is gay brunch is gay um I don't get it. But there was a story that uh, came out either today or sometime last week that two guys giving each other head is not gay or queer, but eating brunch with a group of guys is gay. Okay, wait, wait. Um, um, Okay. Um, Uh, Yeah. Sucking dick is not gay. If I'm sucking his dick, uh, uh, um, okay. I'm so confused. I'm so confused about folks who all of a sudden are the authority on sexuality and the authority of what is deemed queer or something. Because she's saying, this little heifer is saying, like, oh, to a group of guys can't be close together, you know, without it being tied to sexuality. And that narrative needs to stop. You know, like, do you remember there was like a picture of two, I think they were brothers. You know, they were ho- two black men, they were brothers, they were holding each other. Or when, um, uh, what you call it, Ryan Coogler and um, 
Michael Bay Jordan <laughs> took a picture together. People were like, That's, that looks so gay. That looks so gay. I'm like, that is two black men appreciating each other. Uh, these, especially, you know, Ryan Coogler and, and Michael, they've been working together since Creed, um, Fruitville Station. I was like, can they not celebrate their friendship without that being gay? Y'all need to quit this stupid stuff. I mean, goodness. But also to see that a, a black woman was doing this too. I'm like, I don't know if you were mad because you wasn't invited to the brunch or you just lost a free meal. It was a stupid tweet. I will encourage anybody to not do something like that again. If y'all have friends who are attempting to do that, stop them. You know, friends don't let friends make stupid mistakes. <laughs> so y'all need to mm-hmm. stop this mess because it's getting ridiculous. And as you were saying, we need to quit trying to Straights, y'all need to quit trying to define what is what, what is what. Y'all keep to your business and we'll keep to ours. Right. It's like gay people, well, no, straight people are so enthralled with what queer people do with their bodies as far as sex. It's like, why are y'all so interested? (laughs) Like, damn. They want to try it. They want to try. They want, you know, that's what it comes down to. They're interested. They know, you know, they've heard the story you know, that we are good. And when we, when we go down, we are good at it. Hell, I thought, Listen, this mouth does wonders. I'm going to just let you be, I'm going to let it be real. This mouth is good. And me too. So I'm saying, I taught my female friends to, okay, let me stop. But, you know, <laughs> we, we know what we The same as, you know, we know what a man wants. Right. Um, we, or it, I think some of them are curious, and if you know what, if y'all are curious, y'all need to. That's what life is all about. Figure out it may not be for you, but go and try it. But don't hate on yourself for doing it. Be like, okay, I tried it. Like that guy insecure. Like he, they, you know, the guy that uh, Molly was talking to at one point. He tried it. Didn't you know it wasn't for him? But he admitted that he tried it. Y'all probably need to do that too. Just try it and see if you like it. You might. And if you do, there's plenty of people out here who are willing to do it. If you look good, now if you look raggedy, maybe not. But if you look good, you know, some of us would be like, okay, if we know ahead of time this is what this is about, then we'll 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 help you out. We'll help you out with your your your, your testing. Right. And right. don't be trying to uh, uh throw like your dirty dick in front of in front of us. In front of us. Yeah, we don't we don't work with that. Now I know some white folks, y'all like some of that that raunch or whatever y'all be doing. But y'all like to smell people's pits and underwears and <laughs> shirts. But that is this is not the bitch that likes that. So I'm just saying if I you we will all take a shower together. So therefore I know where it's been, kind of. Because I don't know where it really been, but you know what I'm saying. I know it's clean. So Right. I know right. we took this to, from one thing to another, but that's that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's gotta be it's like, gotta that be like that sometimes. It does. What else do we have on this tea? We got a lot on this tea at this table today. Let's talk about Let's uh talk about Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Lord, I talked about her. What did she do? So oh, Andrew, Andrew was doing an was interview. Doing an interview. Uh with I think it was I think it was I forgot it was I forgot it was Something, Something for his play. For his play. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he that, said that, that 
he was a gay man without the physical act. I'm like, okay. What are you trying to say? He was like, oh, because I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Now I'm officially gay, but I don't fuck y'all. I'm like, all right. Just, Just like, do like, we have to do that? Have to do that. That is okay. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, okay. Well, I I don't get I, it. I don't get it. I don't know if he was trying to be funny. I don't know if he was trying to. I don't even know. You know, I don't even know, but hopefully that his publicist or somebody pulled him aside and said, ma'am, you can't say stuff like this. Um, I understand that's a little bit reckless. Um, so you can't be gay without the act. That means you are straight. So you just, you like, you enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, there's many people exactly. who are not exactly. gay who enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race. So let's not use that as an example. Let's just not. Oh my goodness. Folks are killing me today. They're killing me today. All right. Well, let's leave Miss Andrew to the side. Because right. Just, she, right. Just, 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 just go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see what else. Oh, so I wanted to bring this up because I found this very interesting. So some of y'all may know Dr. John. Dr. John is on Twitter. Um, he is a black gay man. He has a doctorate. He is well-known um, for doing the work that he does when he talks about race and gender mm-hmm. and class and what have you. Um, he got a job at Claremont Colleges for being um, you know, the director of the Resource Center for Queer Students. Um, however, it was interesting because we found out that he also got that job revoked um, due to some tweets that he had. Um, and it was funny because this was found by a conservative media group i think on the campus who did it um they got mad at him because he said something like um he talked about black lives matter and the police on twitter mm-hmm. which a lot of us do. he also talked about um, how you know white gays and well-intentioned white women can be problematic which that's true that's a fact um and so i just thought that was very interesting that he did that and basically lost his job you know they out no, here. Out here. They always, they trying, always to trying to get somebody, get somebody through some, through tweets, some tweets or something, or like, something that. like that. And it's a shame, it's that, a shame that a a liberal, a liberal place, place will just look, will at, just look something at something like that, like that and deem it that non-eligible for position. It's kind of fucked up. Fucked up. It is. Um, and so I, I encourage people to um, look at this story because it is, you can find it on Inside Higher Ed, and his name is Jonathan Higgins. Um, and it was very interesting because it it's just, um, just kind of ridiculous um, in a way that this happened. And again, Claremont Colleges are known to be very liberal. Um, so for this to happen really goes against their purpose, but also, you know, I have worked in student affairs many years of my life and, you know, we talk about these things. This is part of our life's blood, you know, talking about issues of social justice and what have you. So it, 
it kind of shook us up a little bit. It's like, okay, so now what happens if we talk about these things, we can lose our jobs, you know? So, you know, my heart goes out to him. I hope they figure out what's going yeah. on. With this. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because again, this is a black gay man who has a doctorate who can teach the kids so much. And yet because they felt this white fragility um, about what he was saying, they took the job back from him. You can't trust these motherfuckers. You can't trust these motherfuckers. You cannot. You cannot. But now let's get into some just more happier things. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So let's get into Black Lightning. So we learned um, that, you know, the family will all be superheroes in this, basically. His two daughters will be wearing costumes. Um, and if you are familiar with the comic books as well as some of the cartoons, um, Light, Thunder and Lightning will be featured in this. They both will have powers. Um, his daughters, I think Anissa and Jennifer, will have her- will have inherited those abilities from him. So we'll get to see them. They will be in suits. Um, I'm very excited about that. And mostly because one of his daughters is a lesbian. I think it's Anissa. I think it's Anissa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited to see what this would be like. So we need to see that. I think we would need to see black queerness on television. And CW has done a good job in showcasing queerness. <laughs> so I they need to they need to really get into this and explore it. I think so, yeah. I think so yeah. It would be, it would be really, good, really representation. good representation. And CW, and CW is usually is good usually for, good for a representation, a representation of, of queer people. Queer people. Mm-hmm. Let's hope they don't, Let's kill, hope her they don't kill her off. Because they have a because reputation, have a reputation for, killing, for killing uh people off, people especially, off, especially queer, women. queer women. Yeah. They won't kill her off. They'll keep her. It is Anissa. Anissa is, is thunder. So hopefully they won't mess her up. I hope they will really explore it. I mean, it makes sense to explore this her sexuality. They already do this in Supergirl with um, Supergirl's sister. Um, as you mentioned, the 100, they have introduced gay characters in um, the originals. You know, I think they killed off one of the characters in that. But hopefully they will really give Anissa um, a lot in this series. So I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing how she'll be portrayed in this. And, you know, to see, you know, a black family of superheroes, that would be cool. That would be really cool. So what else so we what got? Else we got? Let's see. We have the the biggest reveal today. We got to see is Black Panther. Let's talk about I, it. Let's talk about it. I. It was a nice thing to wake up to. It was a great thing. It was. It was a great thing to kind of wake up to. All that. Wow, we just had a, a weird feedbacky thing. Um, I, have but, no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was really interesting because today um, it was really nice because we got to see some pictures of the cast, um, the royal family. I'm still living for the picture of the women. That picture of them was just flawless. 
let's let's get into, let's get into like this, like this costuming because, because I don't think people, don't realize, think people realize how good how this costume this costume designer is. Yes. So her name. So her uh, name. Let me find, uh, it, real let me quick find it real quick here. I'm still, especially Lapita. Like, I'm just all about Lapita's outfit right now. Like everybody, like, looks, everybody so looks so good. damn good. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, I, I just, EW did, EW the, fucking did thing. the fucking thing. Letting us have letting this. us have this. Because I was looking at all of that, just the hair, the outfits, everything. I. It was amazing. They looked so good. It looked so creamy. It was just so sexy and good. And those pictures of and that picture of Angela Bassett and that headdress, whatever she was wearing, I was like, right. okay, right. I, I cannot. I can't do this. I yeah, so the costume yeah, so designer, the costume designer is, Ruth is Carter. Ruth Carter. Oh, and, she, and she's, she's done costume she's done designing costume for, for Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Amistad, Amistad, Roots. Roots. Uh, she's doing uh, for she's upcoming Kidnap Marshall. Marshall. It's, so she knows what, so she's, she knows doing. what she's doing. Yeah, and I feel and like I feel she like took, she took a, lot a lot of influences from a lot of, from a lot of uh, different countries different in Africa. Countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. And you can see that. You can see that. Yeah. It's just I it's cannot, just, I cannot wait, for this wait for this movie. Yeah, I can't either. It is just too. I mean, but I love the fact it's coming out on my birthday in February sixteenth. It's coming out on my birthday, but it's more of the fact that. It's, they're teasing us, and we're going to get more at Comic-Con. And hopefully I'll be able to talk about that or what we will see from there. But it is going to be amazing. They look amazing. Um, I feel like there's just so much that we don't know about this movie that we're going to see. It was, Again, it was just great to see that. And also, um, it just looks like it's going to be so epic. Like, it's going to hit a billion. Like, I know it's going to hit a billion. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm jinxing it, but I'm just gonna feel like. And speaking of that, do you also see a wrinkle in time? Those pictures too came out. Like, like, I, I <sighs> you know, black, no, black film, film next year is going to be it's going to be insane, insane. It is, and I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> it's going to be just beautiful. I don't know. It's so hard to talk about because it's without feeling a little emotional because it's like this is going to be something that we all wanted to see, we all hoped for. And so it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if y'all have not seen this yet, please go and check this out. It is amazing. It looks amazing. Um, oh, it's just something else. Like, I want more pictures. I really want more pictures. Right, me too. Right, me too. All right, so what else do we have on the table? Anything else interesting? Uh, a rest in peace, rest in peace to, to Nielsen Ellis. Nielsen Ellis. Oh, that's right. Played Lafayette, Played Lafayette on, on, on Blood. Blood. Yes. Passed away at the, age, away of at the age of 39. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was that tough. Was, that was tough. Yeah. Because, again, he was so young, and he was battling. I know he was battling with alcohol, and it seems like he was doing well because uh, he was doing well, but he just died from heart failure from that withdrawal. 
um, I think his family shared that for people to, you know, I guess to have information about their own struggles as well. But, you know, he was such a great talent. And if y'all haven't seen True Blood, please check it out just for him alone. Or if you want to go and just look at clips, there's plenty of clips you can like just Google and watch. But he was amazing as Lafayette. He was amazing as a person who... Um, was able to kind of help send us a new vision of what, you know, black and queer looks like. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just great to see that. It really was. He played that character so well. And Lafayette was in the book only, I think was, was killed in the first book, <laughs> but um, they expanded it and gave Lafayette so much life. And he gave Lafayette so much life. And I think we will never have a character like that in a long time. Like to me, that's one of the top gay characters of all time for television and film. So, you know, rest in peace to Nassan. And, and I love the fact that all of his coworkers or, you know, castmates had something to say and had wonderful things to say. So, man, I, I just hate that he's gone. I really do. Yeah. And yeah, not, and not, he was a queer he was hero a queer and, and like a horror, like a horror genre. genre. So we so don't usually we see don't that. Usually see that. Yeah, it's true. That is very true. So, rest in peace, Hassan Ellis. Thank you for all the work. Thank you for giving us a character we can all look up to and remember. Thank you for all of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I, I guess that's it for the. The good old fashioned tea talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break and we will be back to talk about the king size issue, which you know what it's about. It's basically about good old Spider Man. So we will be back in a hot few. So stay tuned. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Okay, we are back, and now we're going to talk about King's Last Issue, which is... Spider-Man! Spider-Man. That's right. So, if y'all hoes didn't see it this weekend, you just missed that because we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So The entire fuck out of the movie. It's all on you. But listen, if you will, if you haven't, you might want to stop here, but if you have, listen in and, you know, enjoy what we got to say because we're about to get into it. So, let's see. How do we start this? Let's start about- initial initial thoughts. Oh, okay. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I I I did as well. Um I wasn't initially before we even saw Tom in Civil War, I was like, do we really need another Spider Man? Because this was like the fifty eleventh spider-man that we've already had yeah and we were like oh okay so but after civil war i was like okay yeah i want another spider-man and i was afraid that the hype was going to 
be too much and the movie was going to be a letdown, but I didn't feel a lull in no parts of the movie at all. I felt it was a good progression of uh, Peter Parker. I thought that we didn't need to see uh, Uncle Ben get shot. You know, we didn't need to see that tired ass cliche. You know, like um, a certain movie tends to do with the pearls and somebody's mom named Martha. But it it was a it was a good movie. Yeah, it was. It was a good movie. It was a different movie. It was a different Spider Man. It was a different everything, and we needed that. We needed that. Um, so yeah, we really needed that and everything else. So it is amazing what we got to see. Um, and I'm really hoping that um, we get more of that, and we will because it's going to be four other films. <laughs> but it was just so much in that movie that just gave us so much life. So I was very excited. So let's get into the different characters. Let's start with uh, let's start with with uh, Peter and Tom Holland's. Yeah. Uh, I like this. I, I liked it too. I think that he didn't disappoint. I thought because typically for me, Spider Man can be a bit, uh, I don't know, too brash or too, um, oh, what's the term? A bit too much for me. Uh, but I think that. Tom kind of got a balance between like a, a certain innocence about him and not us not a, a level of cockiness that I think was plaguing the other Spider-Mans but a level of assertiveness especially towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was somebody that which you wanted to know more about. He was somebody that you really enjoyed. Um, he did the character justice. Um, you, you really felt for him. Um, and he, he just wanted to be a hero. You know, that's what he really, this, this movie, about, I want to be a hero. I want to do what I can and do my part. And I love the beginning of it because it was like him just being so excited. You know, they had these missions and it was great. Like, I really liked him in this role. I think he's the best one we've had since. I mean, not to trash the other ones, um, but if I had to pick, it would be Tom, Toby, and then Andrew. But yeah, I just felt like this was this was the right choice. This was the best choice, and it made sense. And I think, as you said, if we were all we didn't want to see another white Peter, but this one actually, mm-hmm. we I think out loud is white Peter. <laughs> white Peter. <laughs> um, I like the the continuity that it tied this movie into Civil War, because you saw at the beginning of it, uh, him getting excited about the, the the big fight down at the airport in Civil War, and you saw him getting, you know, hyped up and all that jazz. So the, I like the, the tie-in there. Um, let's get into... Let's get into Vulture. <laughs> I was crushing on. I, but that's my it's 
Michael Keaton. I've always had a thing for him, so. The same. I've always had since Mr. Mom. I've had a a crush on Michael Keaton. Yeah, me too. Because I think I don't know. He there's a level of quirkiness, but not so much that is a a standoffish or a turnoff. But you want to know more about it, and I didn't feel well. I felt a. Let me say, I've understood where Vulture was coming from. Yeah. Because there's the Tony, Tony Sark was always, I, I he got to the point where he's just too much. He's too insufferable. And I can't take that. I know what's right because I'm the best, yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm like, okay, so what else is there? Because that that can't be at all. And since he was just trying to make a living for his family, and Tony is just going to pull this shit, so I I, I was like, I, I may not get fully behind you, but I understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you know, speaking of what Tony was doing, like it was straight up shady when when they appeared and they had guns, like they had, they were ready. Like, whoever Tony's people were, they had guns. I was like, okay, so y'all came here. Basically, they had no choice. Right. Basically, they LAPD'd them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. But I like that he wasn't, like, the stereotypical villain. He had a reason behind it. It made sense. Um, I think he just got greedy, and that's another thing that happens when it's going your way so well, you just keep going. Um, but it, I was not ready for that twist about it, but I was not because I was like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, let's talk about the twist. Let's talk about the twist because that I wasn't expecting that kind of twist." Yeah. So you know, I'm me and my partner in the theater, and so to, uh, Peter is coming to pick up his girl Liz, which she was adorable. We'll we'll touch on her in a little bit, but opens the door. And who is standing there but Vulture? And when I tell you, Peter was shook. He was beyond shook. He didn't know what to do. Because Vulture was about that life. He said, I will kill you. I will kill everybody you love and make sure they are dead. I was like, okay, so he is not with the bullshit. Yeah. I was like, okay. And it was... And I was like, Liz, be quiet, because she just kept talking. I'm like, Liz, right. I'm like, bitch, mean. if you don't shut up, you're giving all my secrets away. I know. You can tell. You, I like the tension. You can feel the tension between them, too. I like that um, a lot. But let's talk about Liz, though. Because Liz, I like that character. I like that they changed her up. Because she's kind of a bully in the comics. Um, but she was like, you know, I liked her. She was that she was the girl that, you know, other girls want to be because she's like the queen. She's smart. She's pretty. Everybody wants to talk to her. She's like that girl. And I like that. I like that. That was the role that she had. Yeah, she wasn't like the popular girl that is typically in some of these movies. Like she's also popular and she has her head in the clouds and she's stuck up and all of that. She was down to earth. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Laura uh, Harrier played. She played that role really well. Yeah. And she's such an adorable girl. Yeah. She is. I, I, like, I wanted to know her. Like, it was like, it makes sense. And, you know, you think about all the students in that school. I love the fact that it was just a diverse group of students and you had to be smart to be a part of that school. That was a neat thing, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I just uh, that, basically. Right. Like, go, touching on the school, I felt like that was an actual school that I can walk in and see any of those kids. Yeah. You know, sometimes these uh, superhero movies, if they're surrounded, if one of their locations is a high school, then they can be too on the nose or too um, stereotypical. But this felt like it's an actual school that lived and breathed in Queens. And, sh- and shout out for like the all of the diversity. So his friend, I don't know what ethnicity his friend was. I want to say South Pacific, but don't get me lined up through here. Um, it was just a lot of diversity in there. And it was, I didn't mind that the central character was white. Yeah. You know, it was, these characters weren't such a, a, background to Peter's foreground, mm-hmm. they actually matter to the story. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and they... It was him almost catering to them, you know? Like, you know, like it was... He was, a, he was in love with Liz. He was depending on Ned to not tell a secret. He was... Uh, you know, he was trying to save them. Like, it was really about that. Like, he was... Not really afraid of Flash, but you know, didn't want to get in his way. Like it was that type that I kind of appreciate about this. It wasn't like they were all catering to him. It was like he's like they had things he wanted, mm-hmm. and so I I liked that too. I liked um, the way it flowed. It flowed really well. You know, I like Aunt May. Aunt May was fine because she she wasn't like you know. It's funny you think about every. Every like rendition of her is like an older woman, older white woman, gray, lonely, not fun, you know, that type of thing. And she was like, you know, like she's still out there. She was still looking cute in her outfits, um, still encouraging Peter, um, fun to be around. I like that they changed it up. And another thing that someone pointed out is based like Marissa Tomei, who played on May, she is the age of what Rue McClanahan is when she started playing Blanche on Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is amazing. Cause I just, I just never put all that together that way, but that was amazing to see. That was like, Oh, Oh, it was like that. I was like, that is cool. So, um, I, I really liked it. It was a fun movie. It was just great. I mean, I don't, it, it it did everything it was supposed to do, you know? Like, it did all those great things. Um, and let's, let's get into Zadaya, because that character was also somebody I wanted to know. Yeah, uh, is it... I thought it was Zendaya. It's one of them. <laughs> Zendaya, I thought... I wanted to see more of her 
on on camera. You know, she was that uh she reminded me of Daria's friend. Yeah. From uh that MTV show that I'm too I'm blase about the situation, but don't get it twisted. I know the situation. I just don't care. Yeah. She kind of reminded me of me a little bit because I'm like, I, I know what you're doing, but I just don't care. You know, just yeah. just leave me alone and we'll be all right. But um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but initially they said that she was going to play MJ. Then they said she wasn't going to play MJ. And now it was in the movie revealed that she was MJ. Was that right? Or am I remembering that wrong? She, okay, so I think what it was, it was, it was, it was now that she's going to play MJ. But then they said she's not playing Mary Jane. So technically that was right. She's playing someone else. Uh, so she is playing MJ, but not playing Mary Jane. That's what I took from it. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought they was trying to, I don't know, cover it up a little bit, but it's whatever. I, I like the reveal at the end. Yeah. And uh, Zendaya, I, I really think she has a good career going forth. Yeah, she's good in that little um, spy show. I actually looked at it once because I was like, let me just look at it. Look, no, I looked at it a few times. This one, um, Jasmine Guy played a role in it too. And I, and, and um, her father in the show is um, Dwayne Wayne, basically. I forgot his name already, but he um, plays her father in the show. So they had they had a Jasmine Guy in it. And there was a scene where he was like, have I met you before? She was like, mm-hmm. Maybe in a different time, a different world. And I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> um, Harrison, that's his name. So um, it was, again, she's always been good. And this is just something else that we get to see her grow into. So I'm excited for her as we see more of her in this role, as we see more Tom getting very uh, comfortable in his role with this. Mm-hmm. So this is really cool. She would be so cool to hang out with. Yeah. You know, and you know, typically I don't like the little youngins. Yeah. Cause I'm an old, you know, get off my lawn type person, but she seems like she would be very fun. Yeah. She does. And, um, she made just the little cattiness and little pettiness that she was giving us was enough. And again, able to do that in such little scenes, you know, is, is great mm-hmm. because we got to know her character. Like, this is my character. And that was great. So I was excited for that. And I don't want to forget Ned, you know, his, his sidekick, though, because Ned was a cool sidekick. He was, like, his supporter. His supporter person and was pushing him in a good way, you know, to you know to get out there and to challenge himself. And I like that about Ned. Even though I was like, Ned, don't mess, don't be screwing stuff up. Hey, <laughs> but, don't fuck this up. I know. But he was cool. I like that he had a good person to hang out with. And, right. And, so what was your, your favorite scene of the movie? There was a couple, um, a few. I'll rephrase that. Um, there was one where they were in the, the gym talking. And it was that young queer boy talking with um, with Liz about Spider Man before Ned was like, "Peter knows Spider Man." 
Um, but it was nice to see a queer character um, in there talking and being a part of the group. I enjoyed that scene. Um, I enjoyed um, the times where it was him and Ned was like, when Ned was asking all those questions, like that's what I would do if my friend was a superhero. I would ask like these crazy questions. Um, I liked when the conversations he had with um, um, Tony, those were good conversations um, that made sense. Um, and that twist, that scene was, when that door opened, that was also a great scene for me too. What were yours? I think my favorite scene was the plot twist. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, it seemed like they were going to go over the top with this, because typically the superhero movies do, um, like Vulture was going to crash the homecoming party with a homecoming dance and take uh, Liz away, and he, it was going to be this uh, outlandish, extravagant mm-hmm. battle. But I, I, they went the other way, and they they to me, if I, you look at it a different way, they went the a simple, more uh, obvious choice. If you look at it, like what better way to have Peter in a situation than to have Vulture as Liz's dad? Uh, so that was my favorite part because I didn't see it coming, but. Once you look at it, you're like, oh, well, uh, duh, you should have seen that coming, you know? Yeah. yeah, The the action sequences were really good. Uh, The suit looked really good on him. Uh, Both suits, his his homemade uh, Salvation Army type thing that was like two sizes too big. And also the suit that he got from uh, Tony. Yeah. And while we're on Tony, I think it's time for him to like get killed off. I, I'm not ready for Tony to go yet, but I think we can deal without Tony for a while. Like he can take a break. In fact, I think in the next phase of things, we this is where Tony backs down and we get some more of the, the younger crew. Because I feel like in the in the next phase we may get somebody like Ironheart. We may get Ruby. Um you know, because I think as he's thinking about this program that he's getting together, that he could start something where it's like, okay, so Spidey, you need some companions of your own age. So it could be, you know, we he might back down and, you know, we may get somebody else to, like, lead them. But we may get other new char- young characters like Miss Marvel, um, Ironheart. We may get Nova, you know, just more of those characters to kind of help flesh them out. With you know going through the same thing as being young, but also being heroes as well. So I, I don't want Tony to die, but I think he could take a seat. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm always ready to kill some folks off. It it don't make me no never mind. Um, now I don't know if everybody caught this or not, but Donald Cl- Donald Glover's character, um, when he was being interrogated by uh, Spider Man. He was talking about his nephew. And apparently his nephew is Miles Morales. Do I have that right? I think so. Yeah. So there's a a chance that Miles Morales will be hitting the uh, the big screen here soon. And I think 
they need to bring him in especially if the route they're going as far as the infinity wars and it's supposed to be this huge gigantic epic uh part in the the mcu so maybe miles can be a person that still is in the neighborhood but uh, Peter can be a part of the Avengers or vice versa because we saw at the end uh, Peter didn't go up with uh, Tony and do the interview yeah. so it uh, it's open to possibilities yeah. as far as what they're going to do with um, Miles Morales yeah I, I'm hoping to see him again you know bring him in with the younger crew and see if they want to do like a young Avengers or you know the uh, something else they can make up, but that'd be cool. You know, that'd be cool to kind of play off the new characters, um, as well as get more Spider-Man, get more, you know, MJ and all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I love the movie. I mean, I will go, I'm, I'm going to see it again, actually. I really enjoyed it. It was a good mix of everything. I enjoyed it. I loved it. You know, um, it's funny how these gay boys love some Tom, I guess, cause he's, he's 21 or something. He's legal now. So, you know, <laughs> And then, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's all right. Maybe he'll, he may grow into his. He may, who knows when he gets older? But for y'all younger hoes, y'all can go after <laughs> and go after him. He seems to be, you know, open to all. So he could be. And he got a body on him. Well, I guess he does. Elaine. Now, see, don't, don't don't do that to that that little boy. <laughs> Do not do that to that little boy. He's too young for me, you know. And I like a little bit of meat, but you know, for you know, for some of y'all younger folks, he's out there. Different strokes for different folks. Yes. But yeah, I would. Uh, what would you like to see in the next Spider-Man movie? Maybe some different something. Maybe like a younger villain, maybe like somebody around his age, or like like maybe arcade. Like bring in arcade. Arcade has been a Spider-Man villain before. That might be a fun villain to play with. You know, somebody who's like he can use the internet, use computers, that type of stuff. Somebody who's smart as he is that would challenge him in that way. You know, we can stay away from the Green Goblins and all that, but maybe let's try to go a different route. And since we're already on a new path for Spider-Man, let's kind of keep the new stuff. So maybe. Somebody like like a arcade or something in the next movie. Yeah, maybe like a, a rhino or I don't know something something different. Don't yeah. be reused and recycling the same people that we've already seen. Because there's so many different villains that Spider Man can face off against. True, and again, it, you don't have to go to Green. We don't have to go to Green Goblin route. And since you didn't go down that route with this, you can go down something else. And if you do go down that route, remix it. Make it different. Make it different. Make it fun. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Spider-Man, go ahead. Go out and see it. Um, it's a really good... I think it's one of the top... Certainly top ten uh, comic book movies in a while. Yeah. I would argue top five. I mean, it's hanging up. Wonder Woman is still up there too, y'all. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, go check that out. Um, she's already the second highest grossing um, DC 
EU movie, um, and they're already going into the sequel, which will be in the Cold War. So we'll be talking about that as we get more information. But and it's 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 a good. This is a good summer for comic book movies. It has been. I think so too. Yeah. Well, we got uh, Justice League coming. We've mm-hmm. got Thor. Um, what else? Isn't there another one coming in next month? <laughs> I want to say something's coming. I can't put my finger on it right now. I can't either. But there's a lot of different movies, a lot of comic book movies coming out, and you know we're gonna have to re uh, review them and give them a a yes or you know, girl, what are you doing? Right now we're giving this one a yes. Yes, it's a a heavy yes. Yes, because think about last year we had Suicide Squad that was a hot mess. We also had X Men. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. God, I was so disappointed in that movie. Don't, you know what? We're not opening up the uh, same wounds. We're not doing that because I will get, we'll be another hour on here talking about the bullshit that was Apocalypse. Yes, but you know what we can say though? We can't say this. If Fox was smart, they may want to sit down with Marvel because they saw what happened when Sony did and they got a success. They rebooted that franchise because, you know, we were done with Spider-Man at that point, after Andrew's version. So I just feel like that they got together, they got the right people in, on, in that table, uh, in that group, to have that conversation, and I feel like, hey, Fox, maybe it's time. Y'all just need to be like, hey, we're willing to get this together. Quit asking to bring in characters from other stuff. You know, like, they also can Thor be in our movie? Like, no, 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 you don't want to be in your raggedy movies. Y'all need to sit down and decide... How are we going to remix this? How are we going to reintroduce them into the MCU universe? I'm just saying. You want your credibility Fox, back. Fox just needs to go ahead and sell the rights back. You know Marvel got the money. And, and, we, and we all got the time. So we, because right. The majority of us want that anyway. Make everybody happy. They'll give you a big chunk of money. Y'all can go back and figure out a new franchise. There's just a lot of independent comics y'all can work with. The X-Men franchise was cute with y'all, but you know what? We're done. It's like y'all kept serving the same meal. We want something new now. It's like it's <laughs> it's just not working with us. So give it back. You had a good run. You had, what, since 2000? Y'all had Shit. I was in high school when the first X-Men movie came out. Y'all had... Y'all can... And they can make a deal. Like y'all can keep the side characters. Y'all can keep the Deadpool. No, just get no. Give them, give them all up because I, I, I don't trust you, motherfuckers. <laughs> all right. Well, give it all back. And let give them... it all back. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um. As always, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonder Man Five. Follow the. Podcast at Megashine Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, at the Megashine. Uh, what else? What else is going on um, before we get up out of here? So look for pictures and great things um, from Comic Con. Um, some of your faves. Hopefully, I'll get to be around them as well. Um, if you are walking around and you're looking for a panel to go to, come to our panel. Um, we talk about the black queer and comics and everything. Um, 
on Thursday around five o'clock. So come see us there or come see me. Um, Nick will be there in spirit. <laughs> um, right. But come and see um, the panel. It's going to be a great panel. I also see some other great panels with my faves, um, like from Black Girl Nerds, um, the Nerds of Color, um, Black Geeks. I, no, they're not going to be there, but some of the other people will be there. Some people that you've seen online that we have worked with. Um, so, you know, come on in and hang out with us while we're there at Comic-Con. Um, get your tickets for Universal Fan Con because that's going to be lit too. So lit as fuck. You know, I'm already trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. Um, I'm trying to get these these rompers together, y'all. Uh, get my custom made because I'm about that life. And I'm thinking about that too. Uh, you know, like I put a whole bunch of storms on it, a bunch of Nubias. You know, something. I, I want you to be like, who is this bitch? And I want you to say that when you see me. And when you see you us, know, like I need to get on that team, <laughs> right? Get with the winning team, ho. Yeah. And uh, you know, Ken's got you. Yeah. Just uh, get your measurements and some fabric that you want, and boom. Yeah. But you know, I'm trying to be extravagant as f- and loud as fuck when we go to uh Universal FanCon, and you know, I'm about to get turned up. It will be turned up, and y'all better get y'all tickets. Um, I think they're on sale right now. So get your tickets. You know you want to be there. You don't want to be sitting on the sidelines looking at everything online and be like, bitch, I wish I was there. And we'd be like, bitch, you could have been. So we just basically telling you, right. don't be on the sidelines looking at the Twitter timeline. Be on the Twitter timeline with us. You know, come mm-hmm. on, get your tickets. It's going to be lit and live. In addition to the uh, getting your tickets, Universal Fan Con is having a contest uh, to win some really cool stuff like a, a Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you live in the Baltimore, D.C. area, they're having a contest to uh, see a screening of Atomic Blonde uh, starring Charlize Theron. Uh, which, that movie looks so good. It does. I because love Charlize. We need a review on that. Let's do a review on that movie. because I'm, I'm Deal. Good. We could do that because I, I love a badass woman that can fuck some shit up and heels. And she has the, she's serving those looks, those bangs. Yes. I'm like, come on, Charlize. Come on, give me them bangs. I know, give me that bob. I was like, okay, give me that bob and those bangs. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, a wavy bob. Yes. Well, and she wears those boots and she reminds me. She reminds me, and now this I know you're not a gamer, but this uh optomic blonde reminds me if Nina Williams from Tekken had a movie. Oh. Y'all will get that reference. Yes, because uh, Nina is an assassin. Mm-hmm. And, but her sister is always trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And her sister wears like these. You just have to look it up. It's it's crazy, the story that uh, between them two. But uh, I know that going back to uh, San Diego Comic Con, that Louis San is going to be there. Yes, so, um, <laughs> do what you need to do to make that happen. Well, you know what? Y'all gonna probably pray for me because I'm gonna have because you know he he is fine. And you, you don't. I don't want to be like inappropriate. I don't want to be an inappropriate host. So I'm gonna be like nice and smile. Like yeah, yeah. Checking out the goods and stuff, but he better not slip up and be like, 
they'll give me a hug. You know, I, I can do that. <laughs> prayers. And I'll, I'll be thinking of David, be like, you know. But David thinks he's and is awesome. So I'm like, okay, well, then David, I don't care. But I'm just saying, he, yes, he will be there. There will be plenty of people there that will be touch worthy. But, you know, I'm a professional. Okay, you better be a professional. That's right. We, we want to make sure that we don't. I don't want them big mega machines out here, you know. Oh, <laughs> and just fast out here with these with these people that we trying to, you know, trying to get their thing together. So we're not gonna be that person. We're gonna be better. <laughs> be better, not bitter. That's that's right. Right, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. All right, everybody, that is it for us. Um, but we'll be back next week before Comic Con and. I like a stuff so we'll see y'all soon. Bye.